When was the last time you took an action expecting to achieve a specific result and things didn't quite go as planned? Maybe it was last month or last week, or maybe it was yesterday. We all work within systems and systems are incredibly complex. It should be no surprise that when we make one action to achieve a specific outcome, that one change can ripple through the organization with unintended consequences. The bigger the change, the more likely there will be those unintended consequences with the magnitude of those consequences reflecting the magnitude of the change. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Frederick Buskey. We are all on a leadership journey. Every day we have a chance to grow. Every day we have a chance to help others grow. My goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader, a leader who puts people before purpose, who solves problems instead of treating symptoms, and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. Today's episode of Five for Friday recaps the strategic leadership emails for the week of April 10th through 14th, 2023. Let's begin with celebrations. I turned 60 on Tuesday, and even though the email message corresponding to that day came out on Tuesday, we're going to begin there today. Because what is 60? 60 is just a number. A number like reading test scores and volume of sales and even profits. And yet those numbers have disproportionate impacts on the work we do and how we do that work. You see, we have a propensity for confusing the desired outcome with the measurement for that outcome. Now, to be clear, the numbers are relevant, but when we focus on the measure instead of the actual outcome, we miss the mark. So think about this the next time you find yourself working towards a specific goal and a desired outcome. Are you focusing on the meaningful outcome or are you focusing on the measure of that outcome? So that was Tuesday. It was Monday's email that actually kicked off this work this week and the themes here. And it wasn't my email. It was an email from Seth Godin. And that's G-O-D-I-N if you're interested. Seth's, Seth's daily email is one of the few that I subscribe to. And a lot of times what he says in there motivates me. And Seth talked about the development of parking meters and how things have evolved over change. He noted that parking meters originally were a solution to the problem of keeping parking places in front of businesses available so that when customers wanted to shop, they could just pull into a parking place and run in and do their errands and, and then move on. What happened, of course, is that people began parking in front of those businesses for long periods of time. And so then when somebody came in to do a quick shopping trip, they couldn't find the parking, so they went somewhere else. So parking meters, 
evolved as a solution to that problem by charging people money and limiting them to a small amount of time that would create more turnover in those spaces and make it more likely for people to be able to find a parking place in front of a business when they needed it. Now, this on, on the outside, this makes a lot of sense, but it came with its own set of problems because as soon as we install parking meters, now we have to be concerned about collecting the money out of them. We have to be concerned about enforcing the rules for people that don't pay. And then we have to main, do maintenance and care on those parking meters. So now we develop a whole set of rules and systems and resources dedicated towards supporting the meters, which themselves then are supposed to be the answer to a different a different question about rotating parking places. And what's happening now is that a particular corporation is going into many municipalities and convincing them to let this, this corporation manage the parking meters, right? And you can imagine it's kind of appealing because it's a headache off of the municipal government. But what happens is the company then doubles the rate that people have to pay for their short-term parking because the company then is taking half that money and then the original amount going back to the municipality. So now you have people paying much higher weight rates for that parking. And by the way, half that money is going out of the municipality. So funds resources are being drained out of the city. And now it's expensive. And in some cases it's complex. And it's just, it has become its own thing. So again, it's a great example of how developing a solution to a problem has these unintended consequences that can grow over time. And so that's what this week really is about. It's about the complexity of systems and it's about the unintended consequences that changes can have within those systems. On Thursday, I looked at another example, slightly different example of email. I actually went to ChatGPT and asked ChatGPT, why was email invented? And ChatGPT gave me these five reasons. First, as a communication tool that would make it easier for people to send and receive messages across multiple time zones. Second, efficiency. Because it was replacing long distance communication, email was much faster and easier than traditional faxing or postal mail. Third was cost effectiveness. An email is cheaper than sending a letter or sending a fax. Fourth, record keeping. Email was a really effective way to start to document certain kinds of communications. And then fifth, according to ChatGPT, was global connectivity, which sounds a little bit like the first reason of just enhancing communication across time zones. But again, this is ChatGPT's answer. The thing is that this really was, the email really was invented as a way to replace fax communications and letter communications not as a way to replace conversations. And yet 
email has taken on something very different. And I'm going to confess here because I go against the own, my own practices that I recommend. Um, and despite knowing better, I check my email multiple times a day. And I really can't tell you why. Because I have systems in place that make that email unnecessary to check multiple times. If someone really needs me, they text me or call me because the people that will really need me have my phone number. And if they don't text or don't call, then even if it was, if it was urgent, it probably wasn't important because if it was important, they would have texted or called. And then the other piece of that is the faster that I respond to email, if I check it multiple days and respond to people, all I'm doing is conditioning people to expect an immediate response from me, which is not what email was designed to do. So like the parking meter, email is a solution which has brought its own set of problems. And if you really want to torture your mind, Tally how many times you check your email in a day. Track the number of emails that are urgent and important and which required a written response instead of a conversation. There are probably some of you out there in roles that you receive some of that really urgent and important email. Most of us not. And those of you that are in those rules, I guess I have to ask, why doesn't somebody just pick up the phone? It seems like if it's really urgent and really important, it would warrant a, warrant a phone conversation or a face-to-face -face visit. So think about tally how much you visit your email and then actually track the number of things that were urgent that you had to respond to right away. Because I think you'll find, like me, that there's nothing in my inbox that I have to attend to right now as soon as it comes in. Because if it's that important, somebody will call, especially if I've conditioned them to do that. So what does this all mean? We've gone over a couple of examples of how systems break down or have unintended consequences. We build structures as part of an organization to achieve a specific outcome, but over time, both the structures and the original purposes can change. And inevitably, we get to a point where the way we do things is not aligned to what we're trying to achieve. One of the major functions of leadership is to use the change process to create greater organizational alignment. But here's the thing. As you make changes, even if you're trying to address the problems that parking meters or more likely email present to you, even as you make those changes, remember the bigger the change, the more likely you are to have unintended consequences and the more severe those consequences will be, which is why strategic leaders consistently engage in incremental change, small changes, not designed to fix a big problem, but designed to make life a little bit better immediately. And in making those incremental changes, a lot of times we can start to, un start to make visible some of those unintended consequences and then account for them in our future actions. So that's this week's Five for Friday rendition of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Thank you for including me on your journey. 
I look forward to seeing you again on Tuesday when I ask for your help unpacking an idea I have about how we can support our early career teachers with classroom management in a way that emphasizes common language, shared supports, and clear expectations. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Cheers.